0: Hi, it's Greg and Lucky, and this is our podcast. If you don't catch us from 5 to 9, this is what you missed.
1: Science has uh, determined the ultimate all-around song. All right. And now here's what they did. Uh, researchers at a university in Denmark set out to determine if there's a pattern to the music we listen to throughout the day. They broke it into five blocks, morning, afternoon, evening, night, and late night, early morning. They found that we do prefer different types of music at different times of day, like slow but energetic songs in the morning, louder, faster music in the afternoon, danceable songs in the evening, and so on. Okay. And so they tested a whole, I'm sure, just probably thousands of songs, trying to figure out what song has the music qualities that allow it to kind of drift through all those time blocks. So it works morning midday evenings overnight a- any time of the day this song
0: fits the mood supposedly. all right so uh, help me out here uh, it, it does it have a is it a genre it wouldn't be a rock song probably a pop song then it would be a pop song yes all right uh, uh, British or UK the, yes the band was from uh, Britain um okay let's think of the big ones uh, Beatles no Queen no. It's a very middle type Ooh. of
1: the road song. It's a medium tempo. It's got a, they say it's got a, a bit of a groove, but not too much groove. Okay. Doesn't have a lot of loud surprise. It's, it's classic just, band or a- Oh, yeah, classic band. It's all over just a very pleasant, they say perhaps even a bit bland of a song. Zeppelin? No. Huh. No, sir. I have gone on to say that the lead singer of this band, when doing solo work, Is uh, as exciting as dry toast. (laughs) (laughs) He with his former band, excellent. Okay. He on his own, boring as the day is long. Really? I believe so, anyhow, in my very humble opinion. Pink Floyd. No. I (sighs) give it to you. It's the ultimate all-round song considered by scientists. Wow. can dance to it a little the yeah,
0: police a soft start to you, you have it in the morning or evening be fine does have a uh, does pick up at some point yeah. right yeah yeah you know what I was a big fan of the police yeah and their, and their music they, and they were so creative The syncopation that they did with you know drummings to a was amazing mm-hmm. as a band they were they were really really good you know what they were, they I, were liked, I liked I like some of Sting's solo stuff too, but that's Yeah, but you like Dave Matthews too. Yeah,
1: so you like music with I don't know no groove, no beat, right. no hook. Just this kind of drone. Right. Um yes, they were very, very cool. Now I, I I will say they were one of those bands in the when I was I was probably in junior high when they kind of broke on the scene. And they were one of those bands that people loved until they became popular Right. and okay. the people hated them. Yeah. I remember it happens a lot. Oh yeah, I remember having this discussion with Jeff Burroughs, drummer of the Tea Party, and it would drive him crazy. He'd go, "Oh, sorry for making money and a living." <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah,
0: cuz I want to play coffee houses for the rest of my life.
1: But yeah, I remember they sold out. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. you're damn right we yeah, sold out for a huge but, amount of but money. a lot of houses. That's right. Now Sting's just having sex all <laughs> the time. Everyone wants to sell out. <laughs> uh, yeah, they, they, they really did have uh, some terrific music. And really, you know, when you look at artists, we have this discussion around here a, a lot of times about the artists that were the the mentors for bands to come along later. Right. And and uh, as much as I'm sure the Foo Fighters and all of that love, you know, certainly they, they declare their love for Queen and, and, and Black Sabbath and other things... I really believe like bands like the Police, um, Roxy Music on a much lower level, uh, The Cure for sure. Mm. Um, A lot of those bands from the eighties, I think, have a lot more influence. David Bowie uh, have a lot more influence. Yeah, things like New Order and yeah, 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 that stuff Where, where you got that mix of rock and pop, which you know most music that like the acd and the, the classic rock stuff we know is all very blues based mm-hmm. right but the the police brought in reggae and all sorts of other influences the clash were great for that yep. um and I, I think when you listen to current rock music with the blend you know like what we just played with um uh, post malone or blood and water grandson yeah i think there's a lot more of that influence from artists like the police hmm. I, I think so anyhow so that's the best all-around song, yeah, of all time. You can have breakfast to it. You can work to it. You can dance
0: around in the kitchen and drink
1: wine either, in the evening they, to
0: it. They also sampled it for a rap at some point too. Yes, and, they did. Yeah,
1: you can make the sweet, sweet love to it. It's a romantic song, right? Yeah, I'm sure it was played at a lot of weddings, right? Sure, stings bang to it. <laughs> hey, baby,
0: let's
1: do it to my music. <laughs> More than ever, we live in a, a world of just divided groups. We, we pick our tribe and we stay with them. You know, the biggest, of course, of being left and right, conservative versus liberal. Uh, we, 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 we have divides with the people who want the vaccine and the anti-vaxxers. You know, you get divides between Christians and atheists, Leafs and Habs, <laughs> teachers and everybody else. <laughs> You know, the divide carries on. But now there's a new group, Lucky. A new, new, two new groups who, like the Sharks and the Jets, are going to go to war. Okay. Doctors and dentists. <laughs> or they're going to battle. They're going to go to battle. They're going to meet in the parking lot uh, after school. They're, um, the dentists, I think, a little more upset with the doctors. Maybe there's a jealousy thing here probably going on a little bit. Where the dentists are now questioning, why is it that we can be back in working we're, we're, all, you know, we're doing all the PPE and we're, we're following all the protocols and. They didn't really stop. No, they no, no. Briefly, there when everything got locked yeah. down. But when, well, they were one of the first to get up and, and going again. Probably well, because they got to pay for all that equipment, right? But, um, you know, they they're they're now questioning. Well, why is it that we've got our hands in people's mouths and we're so close to these people? But doctors who, for the most part, you know, you go in, you sit in their office, they sit at their desk. Everybody can be distanced unless they have to come and look down your throat. But there's not as much contact with a doctor and a patient than there is the ongoing contact between a dentist and a patient. So they're saying, how come you're not back to work? Right. Like we are. Yeah. Yet still building.
0: Maybe, um, you know, maybe a lot of symptoms that doctors have to deal with are symptoms of COVID. mm and so having them back in the office, yeah, but nurses uh, could and doctors do it in the hospitals, risk. yeah, but they, yeah, I don't know, but well, yeah, but I guess when they they stream those in, so they you know, avoid dealing with other doctors mm. in that same you know, uh, waiting room environment and other patients, right, right, too, right. So Maybe that I, has something to do. With it. I, I think a lot of it is, you know, doctors slowly. Uh, hanging on to uh, the, uh, the radical, <laughs> slowly hanging on to the fact that they can do a couple of things virtually mm. and see some patients that way. If it, you know, if it's something that has to be looked at or is you know, more urgent in nature. Then, then yes, bring them in. But if it's just you know, a lot of doctors have just a weekly checkup, right? There's a lot of older sure. patients that just just kind to have that in their schedule. Something it's Tuesday, better go see the doc.
1: Well, you know, before all of this, of course, you would go see your doctor at least if you were being somewhat wise about your health. You'd go at least once a year and have your physical. Right. And that's when they take your blood pressure and they do your blood work and we'd see where things are at. Well, with all of this now going on to two years, there are some who have not been to a doctor in a couple of years. And so things start to, you know, with the human body, a lot of stuff happens underneath it. You don't feel it or notice it. And then all of a sudden, boom! You're on a on a gurney somewhere in a stretcher. So, you know, like with with blood pressure and that type of thing, doctors aren't seeing patients regularly. And so you're seeing more people showing up at like ER because they haven't seen their doctor. Right. Right? And and I I understand like with with Doctor Downer, he calls me all the time, telling me <laughs> I got to come and see him. And I, I avoid him, but. You know, you call them, and it's like, all right, well, tell me what the problem is. And then you have to tell the receptionist. Right. Which, there are times, Lucky, where I want to come up with the grossest... (laughs) Uh, uh, Like, you know... You should have a list. Well, listen, okay, uh, how do I explain this to you? There is this purple growth on my leg that has hair and is now talking to me. How do we... You know, I want to share something really hideous. So she says, get in here right away. I think it's called a (laughs) fisher. Right. Can I send you a photo? (laughs) So, yeah, you see, you know, you call and then it's, well, okay, let's do the Zoom chat. And everything's just delayed and dragged out. And that's just not good. And I just think, well, at some point, the government or somebody has to say to the doctors, okay, look, everybody else is back. Time for you to go back and seeing patients on a regular basis.
0: I think there's a lot of patients who've taken advantage of this and said yeah you know I can go a year without having to mm. uh, get get looked at or mm-hmm. get a get a warning or a, a stern chat about my lifestyle habits uh, maybe I'll <laughs> you know, ride this out <laughs> as long as I can
1: you know, it's coming to it'll get to the point now where doctors will do the zoom call with you and they'll have you do your own prostate exam <laughs> okay just bend over insert finger what do you feel <laughs> Read that uh, Dion Phaneuf has called it a career. I guess right. this isn't a surprise, right? Considering he hasn't played for the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, I was reading up on him a little bit this morning because you forget, you know, it seemed like his time in Toronto was short, but it wasn't. It was really long. He was captain of the Toronto Maple Leafs longer than Wendell Clark, longer than Dougie Gilmore. He played like three hundred plus games. Really, he was the captain longer than Sid Apps and all sorts of people. Right, um, and he uh, he did, of course. He didn't or wasn't able to live up to Leaf expectations,
0: which is a cop. Yeah, and, but, and, but guess what? All the other guys you mentioned yeah. outside of Silaps, yeah. you know, didn't happen to CIL do CIL that CIL either. CIL. I said Sid,
1: yeah. yes, yeah, Um That's right. It, you know, and again, when they brought him in, you remember Dion Phaneuf arrived. Don't, you know, yeah. he's going to carry us to the promised land, right? And it was too much. It really was, but he. He was playing 20-plus minutes every game. He was with the team for almost like seven years. Or uh, It was a long run. Yeah, a lot
0: of pressure to put on a guy, especially a defenseman, mm-hmm. right, to draft a defenseman and say he's the guy that's going to take us to the promised land. Mm-hmm. Um, you, know, you need a couple other pieces up front uh, to get <laughs> it. You know, I guess the Leafs thought they had some of those on Castle along right? the way. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, I, I see some comments as the Leafs had posted up, but congratulations, Dion, and best of luck in your retirement. Right away, guys have put up pictures of pylons. Mm, of know, as As if they <laughs> would have had any yeah. shot. I, I always love these, yeah. right? Like the guys who think, you know, the, the armchair uh, general managers yeah. who are like, oh, this guy was crap, couldn't yeah. couldn't skate, couldn't fight. The guy could skate, skate pretty well. Yeah. He was pretty tough. And uh, and by all accounts, a pretty good captain to have in the room. Yeah,
1: and now he lives in Los Angeles with Aly- Alicia Cuthbert. Yes. so go, he's, he's some
0: pylon. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he's some pylon. <pile> <laughs> the guy who's literally picking up cones on the highway mm. is the one screaming about Dion yeah. being a pylon. And I guess if you're
1: a soccer fan in Canada, you got to learn how to play one of these. <laughs> we could be going to the world cup this we haven't gotten this close and there's still quite a ways to go but we
0: haven't been this close since like 86 right so well if we keep rigging it the way we're rigging it <laughs> I mean, honestly, who the hell in the Canadian Soccer Association decided mid-November outdoors in Edmonton Mm. would be a good place to play the game? I mean, I know Canadians are supposed to be accustomed to that weather. And what a hell of an advantage you had over Mexico. Mm -hmm. Those poor buddy Mexican players came up. Minus 10 at kickoff. Mm -hmm. Like they had to shovel the seats to get the crowd in, and then they had to scrape the tarp off the field, which was turf, by the way, mm. and not grass, but scrape it off in order to get it off the field so they could play the game.
1: And this, look at the soccer, and it was still just 2-1. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, you think Canada would have rolled over them like 12 nothing. You think guys would be rolling around like sliding on the ice out there? <laughs> and I don't know, like, like, when you feel like an official soccer ball, like how hard that thing mm-hmm. is, like a header in soccer has <laughs> got to hurt. A <laughs> header at a minus 10? <laughs> it's a concussion. Like, how does that ball, I don't even know how that ball even reacted yeah. last <laughs> night. Like, it'd be basically like kicking a snowball around. Every
1: time it hit somebody in the head, they'd be out cold. <laughs> and we know how dramatic soccer players are when they go down. But actually, they didn't want to go down because the damn ground was too cold. <laughs> they probably, they probably, the guy, the,
0: guy, the train brought out the magic spray. He's like, no, 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 no. Give me hot chocolate.
1: The 100 tallest mountains in the world are all located in countries in Asia. Okay. The highest mountain outside of Asia, outside of Asia is in Argentina. It's uh, 22,838 feet. So if you're a mountain climbing type of person, Asia's where you want
0: to go. Get yourself a Sherpa. <laughs> Get going. <laughs> I'll stick to Mount Brimacombe. It's a, a lot closer.
1: Do you think it pays well? No.
0: I don't think anything over there pays well. No. But I mean, for the effort you're exuding, I, I mean, you're dealing with people. I mean if you go to Everest, it's not usually people on a budget that are coming there is these people mm-hmm. with lots of money who are mm-hmm. gotten into this mountain climbing thing and buying, you know, $4,000 jackets to go up.
1: I guess you could, you know, it's you're you're with that person for a long time. So if you were a, 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 a Sherpa and you really wanted a Sherpa, Sherpa, am I yeah. saying it wrong now? Uh, Sherpa, if you wanted to uh, play on their emotions, you could, you know, as they're talking about their $4,000 coat or this or that. You can say, yeah, I've been wearing these um, seal shoes. Yeah. <laughs> Forever. Yeah. I've been
0: wrapping my hands in plastic for quite a while. But we're so often prone to do that sort of thing, too, right? Like, we'll spend, you know, like, the $1,500 jacket. We'll have the $400 boots mm. and the uh, all the equipment and gear, right? And, like, your $60 water bottle. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then the guy whose, life you're pu- whose hands you're yeah. putting your life in to guide you through all the crevasses and such mm-hmm. up the mountain, you know... And here's 30 bucks. <laughs> Thanks for all your effort. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's carrying all your possessions on his back. That's right. No,
1: it's it can't be good. It
0: can't be good. It's kind of like, like when you get out of the islands and you, you get off the cruise ship or off the resort. And you're going to go all through these winding, twisting roads. Yeah. The, and you're just like, ah, oh. you're talking the guy down from 10 to 5 bucks. When... <laughs> When a Sherpa comes home to his wife and kids, do you think his
1: wife meets him at the front door and says, go take the kids for a walk?
0: (laughs) (laughs) The kids are like, screw you, dad. I know your job was downhill one way. (laughs) That's right. Platypus
1: don't nurse their babies like other mammals. Instead, they concentrate their milk in their stomach and then sweat it out. I guess wet it. I guess the babies lick it off their belly or something. Okay. Yeah. The, oh, who the hell thought of this platypus animal? It's a, it's a it's great so creature. weird. It's a great creature, isn't it? Freelancer. Where did the term freelancer come from? Okay. It originally referred to self-employed, sword-wielding mercenaries. Literally, freelancers. Okay. Yeah. Humans could never land on Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus... Uh Or Neptune, because they are made of gas and have no solid surface. Okay. Even if Elon wants to go to one of those planets, he can't. He'll figure out a way. There's a condition called erotomania (laughs) where a person believes a celebrity is in love with them.
0: Oh. All right. Well, that's where you get those crazy stalkers. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, Kate Beckinsale, obviously, right? Well, crazy well, we for you. I know. Mm-hmm. I, just, I keep beating her back.
1: <laughs> when Kim Jong Il was alive, his official biography on North America's website on North Korea's website said he doesn't poop. <laughs> That's probably why he died.
0: You <laughs> that backed up eventually it's going to kill you. Amazing how shy we are about that. Mm-hmm. About the pooping, yeah, yeah. Uh, it,
1: it, even listen, I still, I honestly believe that you really, even in a marriage and in a family, you gotta keep some things to yourself, right? Like once you've witnessed a loved one pooping, there's there's nothing else. There's
0: no there's no oh, more curtains no, to hide no, behind. No, I'm not saying that we need to open up the doors <laughs> or let the know, world in. Let the world into that environment. No one needs to be subject to that. No, right. But that being said. At least acknowledge that we do it.
1: Oh, I know, yeah. Yeah, it's like women for the longest time wouldn't admit. Right. It's like women don't sweat, they glisten, and women don't fart. No. I got a buddy who's been married forever. He claims he's never heard his wife pass gas. Right. She must be going outside a lot. (laughs) But he keep going in and out of the house. And it is amazing that anybody back in the 1950s, uh, like a child, lived. Like it's it's, a, it's surprising that anybody got like past the age of about 14. When Mister Potato Head first came out in 1952, it was just the body parts on sharp spikes. You had to provide your own potato. <laughs> <laughs> kids are walking around with spiked toys, <laughs> ramming them into dinner.
0: Uh, uh, those kids were dreaming of Doug the Spud coming yeah. around oh, too. Yeah. Oh Dougie. man,
1: a big one. Dougie the Spud. Uh yeah, the actually plastic potato didn't come up until uh, 1970. Imagine opening that gift now, a kid opening. Just rusty spikes with <laughs> head parts on the top and of here's it. Here's a potato. And here's a potato. <laughs> Merry Christmas. All right, every now and then if we can share a life lesson with you, we like to do that. And have you ever lent something to a neighbor and they didn't give it back? Well, there's some things that uh, certainly you would you would want back. This item, I think if you lend it to somebody, better you just let them keep it. Okay. Go get a new one. Right. Talk yeah. about, uh, like an extension ladder? No. Oh. Oh, I still got yours. <laughs> if you want it. I think I borrowed it like at least six or seven years ago. <laughs> it's seen some winters and summers. Um. A, uh, a guy uh, or a lady recently went over to her neighbor and borrowed a sex toy. <gasps> what? Go get your own. <laughs> How do you, is that something you ask for? Well, the story's even stranger. Her, her neighbor is her cousin, and he's a guy. Right. Oh, maybe the sex toy belonged to his wife. Perhaps. Okay. Anyhow, uh so he showed up uh, a couple of Saturdays ago wanting his toy back. <laughs> it's not clear what the toy was or for how long she had it. But uh-huh. anyhow, she refused to hand it over, told him to get off her property, grabbed a kitchen knife and stabbed him with it.
0: Wow! Yeah.
1: He lived. She got arrested. Wow. Over a dildo. <laughs> wow. Why
0: wouldn't she just stab him with that? <laughs> <laughs> Turn it on high and shove it in. Rock Mornings with with Craig Craig Venn and and Lucky. Lucky. 94.9 The Rock.